Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> what a fun introduction. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all be introduced that way every time we walked into a room? I know I'd love it. Just like he said, this is E-Ticket to Broadway, the only podcast where we love to discuss both the Incredibles and the Fantastics. Before we launch into this episode, I want to publicly thank two of our new Patreon supporters. Thank you to the Foy family from Indiana, newly minted e-ticket members, and Christina L. from Connecticut, a B-ticket member. Thanks to their support, more episodes can be made, and they're also helping grow Gilana's Fund. There are five different levels of giving, and at the exclusive e-ticket level, you receive an on-air interview like Alana from Canada. Alana, welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway. Thank you for your support for the podcast. I'm truly thankful. This is so fun to chat with you, and I know that you are such a supporter, and I'm so grateful. So thanks for being with me today. Thank you, David. It's magical to be here. Right? So, Alana, we share something in common. Our favorite Disney characters are from the same movie, Snow White. Yours you know, yours is the title role. Um, has Snow White always been your favorite Disney character? She has. Um, I remember seeing the movie when I was really, really little. And um, also just when I was growing up, just with the way my coloring was, like that was kind of my nickname in the family because I had the like jet black hair and the snow white skin. So um, I've always felt a little bit of, of a connection. Did you also love that she's, you know, she's the original Disney princess? Yeah. I mean, she's... I think she's what you immediately go to, or at least I do when you hear the term Disney princess. She's the first one I think of. Yeah. Well, same for Walt. Yeah. She was the first one he thought of too. Amazing. Well, the man was a genius. You know what? I've gone back and watched Snow White. I love it so much, but it it is problematic. Of course, we know when Snow White enters the dwarf's cottage, she sees that it's a mess and she says, don't they have a mother? Right. We do want to go back to 1937 and say, okay. Yeah. I see what you're where you're coming from, but let's talk about this. Yeah, for sure. Because I know if people come into my house, it's my husband <laughs> doing the cooking and the tidying of the kitchen. Um, yeah, so there there could be a few revisions. There could, but she's so sweet. She lets in a you know a very disturbing looking old woman. She cooks and cleans for strangers. You know, she's she's got good intentions. Yeah. And I mean, it all comes from a place of kindness. That's right. So, And animals love her. I know. I kind of love that part about just how they just flock to her. They really do. I'm always a little let down every time I try and make a pie that birds don't fly in to help me. I right? think that would be really great. Yes, for sure. But now I know when I go back and watch and Snow White and Dopey share, you know, some loving moments, I will think of you because Dopey's, of course, my favorite. And, you know, it's just, it's so iconically Disney to me. It is. It is. And especially, um, you know, those moments that they do share, they do share together. You see them in so many places. Um, and 
I, I've recreated, I've recreated them when I've dressed as Snow White for Halloween. And when we had uh, dinner at Artist Point um, at the Fort Wilderness Lodge Resort last summer, um, it's character dining with Snow White and Grumpy and Dopey and the Wicked Queen. Um, so I got to recreate that moment with Dopey when he came around to our table. That's so beautiful. I have not been able to see Dopey at Disneyland for a long time. I have to go on the Snow White ride to see him and that's terrifying. But I remember as a kid, there's a photo that my mom shared with me where I got to, you know, say hi to Dopey in the parks, but he's not really there that often. No, no, not at all. And I mean, that ride, like, I I mean, I remember that ride when I was very, very little because I was three the first time we went to the parks. Um, and yeah, it. It was intense. Still is. Yeah. Well, it's not It's not at the world anymore. Correct. So, yeah. But um, next time, next time I'm back at the land, I'm, I, I will be revisiting. The Scary Adventure. <laughs> scary Adventure. Like, how is that an enticing name for a ride, though? I don't know. I don't know. Alana, you shared your favorite Broadway musicals are Wicked and Frozen. Are you secretly just into roles that Adina Menzel has played? <laughs> um, I think it's been a really happy coincidence. Um, but yeah, just both of those roles, like both Alphaba and Elsa, I mean, it's all about it's all about embracing who you are and being unapologetic for it. And, you know, the whole don't judge a book by its cover and you know, really looking at the person from the inside as opposed to the outside. So I think that's really cool. And just her singing those songs. Um, I had the chance to meet her briefly at the stage door after seeing If Then um, on Broadway. And I just told her, I said, I never feel more powerful than when I sing your music. So um, yeah, it's looking at Alphaba and, and her journey and looking at Elsa and her journey and the fact that Adina Menzel originated both of those roles um, is is pretty awesome. Do you have a favorite when it comes to Let It Go or Into the Unknown? I'm 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 definitely still like Let It Go. Like I will never get sick of that song. I've realized that I I've the last time we were in the parks. Like every time I heard it anywhere, um, my ears pricked up and I was like, where is it? Where is it? Um, when I saw it on Broadway, I mean, that act one finale, I was an absolute basket case. I just turned to my husband, completely ugly crying and was just like, what just happened? Because <laughs> it was just so overwhelming. Um, but I have, um, I, I love Frozen 2 as well and into the unknown um but also show yourself i think are brilliant brilliant songs they just speak to that same thing that it's just you know when you just feel you're not fitting somewhere um but that when you really start to accept who you are you can fit anywhere um and i love the line in show yourself where it says show yourself step into your power you step into your power and you start to defy gravity and yes. Off you yes. 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 <laughs> it's so true. I love it. Well, Alana, here on eTicket to Broadway, we love playing games. So you are about to play Fast Pass Answers. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, David. I am ready. Okay, good. 
Okay, this is very exciting. You're going to have 30 seconds on the clock after asking the first question. Alana, what is your favorite Disney movie? Peach Dragon. Name a ride in Tomorrowland. Space Mountain. Name a character from Cinderella. Jacques. Favorite snack in the parks? Dole Whip. Name a song from Snow White. Someday my prince will come. Favorite ride in Fantasyland? King Arthur's Carousel. True or false, Dopey doesn't speak. True. (laughs) Time. (laughs) Sorry, that last one made me giggle. Okay, I love the pause and then Pete's Dragon. Solid choice. Yeah, I just, I remember when my dad took me to see that. I guess, I guess it had to be a re-release. I'm pretty sure I didn't see it first run. But re-release and yeah, it was just awesome. The whole combination of the animation and the live action and the music is so good. Um the music yeah. is so good. Yeah. Yeah. The music is so good. Um, and that was just like a really happy childhood memory. Like, cause my dad would always take me to see different movies and stuff. So when the remake of Peach Dragon came out, I think it was like four years ago. Um, I took him to go see it. And I mean, even though it was different, like it wasn't a musical or whatever, I, th- I thought it was still really beautiful. And I loved that the updated Elliot still gave a nod to the original Elliot. Love that. And Dole Whip. Yes. And okay, can I just say, I am a recent lover of the Dole Whip because I used to be a really fussy eater as a child, so I wouldn't try a lot of things. And so I missed out on pineapple for a lot of my life. But once I am like tried it and embraced it. I'm like, this is the best fruit ever. And then, so yeah, I think it was 2017 was my first Dole Whip and I've never looked back. The year of the Dole Whip. The year of the Dole Whip. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was was amazing. Well, Alana, I want to thank you again for your support and for joining me on this episode. It means so much to me that you're helping me and Gilana's Fund continue to do the work that we're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you for this podcast, and it's an absolute pleasure to support and be a fan. Want to have your own on-air interview? Head to www.eticketpodcast.com to learn more and become a supporter yourself. If you're enjoying these episodes, show eTicket some love. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, follow eTicket to Broadway on Instagram, and consider leaving a positive review online. And if you're not enjoying these episodes... What are you, a monster? Now, on with the show. The star of Tarzan on Broadway and a favorite performer at the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, this is Josh Strickland. Welcome, Josh, to E-Ticket to Broadway. It is so, so fun and wonderful to have you as a guest. I, I saw you as Tarzan on Broadway. I know you love the parks. You are the perfect guest for us. So thank you for being with me on this episode. Thanks so much for having me. Now, you you love the Disney parks. Anyone that sees your Instagram or any other social media, have you always loved you know Disney theme parks? Obsessed. I mean, I have to say that I didn't really get a love for the theme parks until later in life because I really only went 
once or twice as a kid, never to Disneyland. We did because I live, uh, grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. So of course, Disney World was a lot closer. And like we only did like one or two drives down there. And I don't really remember it that much. It was like for a choir thing, you know, so we didn't, we were just down there to sing and then like got maybe a few hours to go hang out. But it wasn't until I moved to um, Nevada, like Las Vegas to do peep show that like I gained this love for the like OG park. And it was just so cool. It was just so cool. Cause obviously my friend Holly Madison, she is obsessed with the parks as well. So we would go like on our days off or on the weekends and go to LA. And I just became absolutely obsessed. And at this point, do you prefer land to world? I do. I think that that's a, it's always like this interesting question between people because a lot of people may not have been out to California to see land before. And it's hard to explain because it's like, I love Disney world and all it has to offer. Cause there's so many different parks and there's, you know, in Disneyland, it's just either California or Disneyland. And, um, so it, it was, it's interesting because like, I just love the feeling like to know that Walt was there and like built it. And like, this was his original idea. And this, the way that it has kind of evolved into this, like uh, just staple for California. It's just really cool. I, I agree. I mean, like I, even though I'm from Michigan, I, I went to Disneyland all the time growing up and, and world I appreciate, right. but I'm such a land boy. And, um, as I've said on this podcast and to all my friends, Disney world is film. Disneyland is theater. Right. And yeah. it's a, it's a different audience. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like your first time to Disneyland, your initial thoughts besides this is Walt's park? Yeah. I think that my initial thoughts were this tiny ass how, castle. No. How dare you? <laughs> I know. How dare you? I know. I, it's it's interesting because again, like I said, I grew to love it because it is like once you know the history behind it and just how it, it, that is just the original castle is like you do have such a different deeper feeling for it. But I have to say, if you're going to ask me that question, my initial feeling was, okay, is this a joke? <laughs> But you got to walk through it. I did. I did. And inside of it. Inside of it. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do because being, have gone to the park so many times, you start to find like those avant-garde type of things that like, maybe you you don't do the first time you go there. So like walking through the Sleeping Beauty Castle and seeing all of the stuff that's inside of it is just, it's really, really cool. Yeah, it is. I love it. Josh, do you remember the early days of going to Disney World? Any memories from those trips? Um, to be honest, the one that I keep holding on to, which my parents probably hate me telling the story, but they, they are the nicest, sweetest, amazing. They will do anything for me, but I never got a Mickey balloon and I hold on oh, to no. that so hardcore and I bring it up every time I'm with them. I'm like, well, you know, you never let me have a Mickey balloon. I'm so sorry. I know. I, Cry I me think, a river, right? I think that I would, my parents did the same thing. I and just because it's such a pain in the ass, like to carry around. Yeah, and like, what do you do when you're on the rides, and then you leave it, um, you know, in the stroller parking? Exactly. Well, they're like, I'm going to pay twenty dollars for this balloon, and you might let it go. Absolutely not. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Okay, so everyone listening, this is your assignment. Whenever you see Josh in the parks. Go bring him a Mickey Mouse balloon. <laughs> a Mickey balloon. Mouse balloon, please. The more, the merrier. Do you at least exactly. have like a photo? One of those cool oh, photos. Oh, yeah, holding, holding it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do you have any happy memories as a kid? <laughs> no, I have wonderful happy memories. I think that it was not really even park related, but like I said, I grew up like on Disney movies and all of that 
you know, the, my favorite Sleeping Beauty. And so I would walk around the house when we would play that and I would take a, either a fork or a knife out of the cupboard and pretend it was my wand. And my favorite scene is when they're making the birthday cake and sweeping up and I would just be playing all around making my cakes. <laughs> It's, a, it's absolutely one of my favorite memories. <laughs> so then that was cool when you went to Disneyland that it, that was Sleeping Beauty's castle. Absolutely. Like there's just something so, oh my gosh, just magical about that park. It really is. I agree. You don't have to convince me. I know. Do you have a favorite Disney character? Character, character, character. I have to say if I'm going with the, you know, the Fab Five, it would have to be Donald. I've always loved oh. him. Yeah. I think that he's sassy fun funny like i just really like his vibe um obviously we love mickey and minnie but if i wanted to choose something fun and cool for myself it's always usually donald do you have a good donald impression in you no yeah me neither <laughs> absolutely not and i'm not even gonna try to do it now <laughs> it's the thing i can't even place it no it's it's in the side of your mouth. I, I know. It's like, I'm not even going to embarrass myself right now. Um, I think that out of regular characters, oh gosh, most people would think that I would probably say Tarzan, but it's not. It was, I would have to say, I mean, I guess if I'm choosing Sleeping Beauty as my movie, it would have to be Meriwether. Like she is just my jam. I mean, she is my jam. <laughs> Josh, now that you are a Broadway star and everyone loves you, you frequently perform in the parks. What is that experience like? Oh my gosh. Um, I think the first time that I did perform in the parks was truly just like this incredibly surreal, magical moment. Just because, you know, you think about growing up with Disney and obviously doing Disney on Broadway, but there's something different and special about when like for Disney on Broadway to be brought to the parks, it brings this whole other realm of people and fans together. Because I think that was one thing that was kind of cool is like most of us are used to the Broadway community and Broadway fans. And then when you go down to the parks, it's a completely group, different group of people. And they may not have either been able to go see a Broadway show or Disney on Broadway. So it's like, it was really a cool experience to just be there and see how, diehard Disney fans just across the board are just so in love with the Disney songbook and, and what we do. And we're bringing new songs from Disney on Broadway, you know, whatever new songs that were written for the shows and stuff like they haven't heard those before. So it was just really cool to bring those to the table when we went. Have you ever performed in a location that you remember going to as a kid? Not really, because what where we perform now is kind of, um, at Epcot mostly. And so when I was going to Disney World, that was literally not my favorite part. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay, I like the world. I think this is cool, but take me back to Animal Kingdom or something like that. You know, it's just, but I think that if I think about all of the land, like the parks now at Disney World, Epcot is my ultimate favorite. Just because it's, you know, as you grow older, you kind of have a, a better, uh, just appreciation for it you know so josh your husband todd who is a wonderful actor you he also loves the parks do you find that easier to be with someone that understands the disney park fandom 
<laughs> yeah, I have to say that that's a funny thing that you asked because I don't know if he would be into it if he wasn't married to me. <laughs> I think that he really enjoys it because, you know, we go so often now. I think he finds things that really are exciting for him as well um, that he's never done before. But I do think I because I did ask him this question. I'm like, are do you really like coming all the time with me or is this just he's like, no, I really do like coming. But I don't know if I would have an appreciation for it if I wasn't married to you, you know? Sure. But it's really great. You're putting good into the world and converting yeah. someone else. Exactly. Well, become, come on. Disney creates magic and smiles. And that is not just me trying to BS everybody being like magic, 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 because it truly is that feeling like I cannot wait to step foot onto that property. You know, it's just like there's this feeling that overtakes you that like they always say, oh, you feel like a kid again. I mean, it truly does just make you feel like, you know what? This is the best place in the world. It's awesome. It's unconditional love. It's yeah. familiar and it's safe. It's unconditional corn dogs and popcorn <laughs> and the Disney food, which I'm obsessed with. Have you ever like seen Donald in the park and then rushed over and saw Todd roll his eyes out of the corner of your eyes? <laughs> yes. Yeah, when he sees me get excited, there's moments where he's like, okay, we might need to step back a minute. <laughs> no, he's so sweet. So let's talk about Tarzan. You mentioned that, you know, iconic, there you are, Disney on Broadway, just kind of exactly what our podcast is about. Did you see the movie before you booked the job? Oh, yeah. Um, I remember loving all of Phil's songs that he wrote for the animation film. And uh, I have to say, the whole Tarzan on Broadway thing was just such a, when I look back on it, which I still cannot believe that it's 14 years later, um, that it, it was such a a very big undertaking um, in the form of flying all over the place, like what they were implementing with all the, uh, you know, it was Phil's new thing coming into Broadway, writing all these new songs. So there was a lot of firsts. And I remember just going out for that audition and, you know, thinking, oh, you know, this is wonderful. It's great. I love Disney. I love the music from Tarzan. So we'll see what happens. Well, then 15 auditions later, um, you know, you have to go through such a, a rigorous process of when I walked into one audition and there were hard hats and there was scaffolding and there were ropes. I mean, like you really have to think like, oh my God, like what have I gotten myself into, you know? And then as you like, it almost kind of, you know, you have to take away all of those like inhibitions and like feelings and just go for it. You know, it's like any of us that are in this business, you kind of always just have to just go for it, go for your dreams, even if it makes you scared, even if it makes you like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to happen. It's going to make me feel crazy. You know, it's, but it's something to really just push yourself and do. And I was just really lucky and blessed that they gave me the opportunity to originate the role because I did get told you are going to be in the show, but we still want to see you for Tarzan, like the main character. And I was just excited that I was going to have at least my first Broadway show in any capacity, you know, but then, you know, a few more, uh, callbacks later. And they said that I got the role and I was just uh, like the feeling when you get that call is unlike anything else, you know? I mean, like it is, 
there's all these emotions rolled into one. And yes, did we, was it a major success on Broadway? No, but what happened was it created this show that is so touching and beautiful. And it went on to Germany and lasted for over 10 years there. So it had life, you know, and I think that just being a part of it and being a part of that original creative, uh, force and that group was just it's unlike anything else unlike anything else i mean i remember seeing it i i student rushed it i was just graduating college and sitting in the front row at the rogers and just being so in awe of the design and the experience yeah. and it was really cool and 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 in, you know whether the critics liked it or not doesn't matter when you're in, in the audience and you get to experience something new i think that's really exciting and had you had experience like doing aerial work before this? No, not at all. So this was basically uh, from start to finish with that whole thing. Like, I mean, it was really neat because it was almost like education in flying. We had the best flying team and they were just so patient, so calm, so perfect. And it, I actually grew to absolutely love it. I loved being connected to the ropes. I loved having you know, the system fly you over the stage and over the audience. And it's really cool because I just recently, not recently, but about two years ago, got to go back to the role and did it in Germany and had to sing the whole thing in German and do the whole, like the flying and all that physicality again. And it was quite different because, you know, you're 10 years older. And so I had this different look at the role, you know, I mean, like when I was so young, I really was that innocent person, but then coming back to it later, I was adopted as a kid, so my connection to Tarzan's pretty strong. And so, like during that time frame, from when I started to the Germany production, I had met my birth mother. So those like emotions and everything else within the songs and within the the character himself kind of was a lot deeper. And it it was kind of neat to come at it from a different perspective. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever seen Tarzan in the parks? No, when I when I first went, I really uh, Tarzan Rocks wasn't happening anymore. So I was really oh, like the character. Yeah, the character. Any yeah. Oh, uh, actually, yes, I you have did. seen him once. Yeah. Did you like start giggling and? It was just you know it's funny when you see that you know <laughs> just like uh, you know, I, my wig was different. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever don the loincloth and get the job as a character in the parks as Tarzan? You know what? I would do anything to just be in the park, to be honest. I will push the popcorn cart if I need to. Yeah. I think that'd be cool if you got to be Tarzan in the parks. Or excuse yeah, me, that be would be fun. Tarzan. Yeah, friend and then of someone Tarzan. And could be like, you look really familiar. Those dreadlocks look very familiar. Uh-huh. You're like, have you ever been to Broadway? <laughs> ever seen it? Um, no, it was really cool because, you know, Jane's not a character that you see in the park either and a lot. So there was one time we were doing something and we were in this random corner of the park and here's Jane in her yellow dress. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. I've never really seen her there. So that was neat. There's definitely a, a photo. And I, I think I have it somewhere up where I met Turk in the parks. Oh, really? But it must've been like right after the movie came out. Just yeah. To- Cause he's another one that you don't really see. Josh, you shared a really cool photo of yourself at Disneyland Paris. Have you been to the other international parks or just Paris? I have. So I've done um, Paris. I did uh, Tokyo. um, And that's about it. And the ones in in the States. Um, I have on my bucket list to hit all of them. 
Yeah, the two in China. Mine yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, after I saw what they did with the Shanghai park, I'm like, okay, okay. We, I need to make a trip and I'm sorry, Todd, if it's going to be one of our anniversaries, yeah. it's going to be at a Disneyland it's like, If I do not go on Pirates of the Caribbean at Shanghai, I, know. I, I know. will never recover. And even the one like Hong Kong, I know it's smaller and, but that to me doesn't matter. You know, it's just kind of like seeing what they did with the park, you know, and just to see the aesthetic because there are certain aspects that they have changed and that they have done differently. So. I think where you see the culture of the of the land yeah. uh, meeting the Disney culture is really cool. Totally. And I like that. I love watching the YouTube video of the Shanghai Peter Pan ride. It looks crazy. Uh, everything in Shanghai looks just on another level. Pirates? I mean, yeah, come, pirates, on. come on. The Tron ride, it's... Yeah. Which I'm glad they are starting to bring some of those newer attractions that they have found work in other places and bringing them to the States. You know, I think that that's really cool. Is there anything in the like Disneyland Paris that you prefer to the ones in the States? Uh, there's, there's this love a, I have two things, a, the castle, because it is that just castle, like, yeah, it's and beautiful. I know Orlando has awesome skies and you can go in like, get a picture perfect thing in front of the castle, but there is something about a Parisian sky with that castle in the background. It is unbelievable. And I have to say, I really like how they did um, Haunted Mansion. It sits up on this hill and it is so weird and creepy. And it's just, I really, I like that a lot. I also like the big thunder that it's on its own island. Totally. And you you go underwater right away. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. That the topiaries and the the perspective shifts yep. for the Disneyland Paris castle is so cool. It, there's not a bad angle on that castle. Yeah. At all. And they did a smart job by putting kind of a stage show on the side. Oh yeah. So there yep. can be shows. There's also a really cool. I love um, Dopey's my favorite character, and there's like a little dwarf cottage yeah, gift shop yeah. that you can walk into, and they play hi ho, and it's. That's awesome. There's definitely a video that I can share of myself marching <laughs> into that. You're like, oh, when you were 10? No, this was like 32, like 33. <laughs> yeah. Josh, will you describe your perfect day at Disneyland? I think that my perfect day at Disneyland would not be getting up too early. Like, just not so I'm tired because I like to go and I like to actually enjoy and have the perspective of like the day and really just take it all in instead of being tired. Um, to be honest, it wouldn't be riding every ride. We love to just walk around. We love to just like find little hidden places to just like sit or find something new. And I think it's so cool that they implement, you know, different art um, uh, installations and things like that throughout some of the park, you know, you, you can go check out and they like ch change things out every so often. So I just love to just walk around, feel the vibe grab a beer, grab a corn dog, grab some popcorn. And just like, eventually, if we want to ride something, we just pop in and pop out and then just go watch the um, either World of Color or the uh, parade and, and uh, fireworks. That sounds perfect. Yeah. I mean, like, because I don't want to, you don't want to rush anything, you know, and that's when you don't actually enjoy it, you know, I mean, and I know that people are in a time crunch. So I know that those of us that have been so many times are very lucky that we get to just kind of take a chill pill. But 
if I have anything to say to people that want to go back is just to just take your time and just, you don't have to hit it all. Just take your moments bit by bit and just enjoy them. Yeah. And that definitely comes with not just age, but also just how many times you've been. Times you've been. I, mean, yeah. I remember as a kid, it was how many rides could I get on? Exactly. And now I'm, now I'm just happy to be there. Yeah. Well, and the parents are like, oh no, we bought these tickets and you're going on every ride. You hear me? I don't care if you don't want to go on this ride. Like, but Snow White is so scary. It's like, shut up. I don't care. And get on that Get on that rock car. I hope that witch scares you senseless. And she does every time. On the on the mine train, I think one of my favorite parts in the like Fantasyland part is at the end of the mine train, the original witch in the window yes. is my favorite. Yeah, that's really cool. I always love waiting for her at the end and then her cackle. <laughs> oh, Phooey, we'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Oh, with this It's time for Fast Pass Answers. <laughs> Okay, Josh, this is Fast Pass Answers. And ooh. after I ask you, ooh, after after I ask you the first question, I'm gonna put 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Josh, what is your favorite ride? Haunted Mansion. Name a character from Cinderella. Drizella. Name another Disney on Broadway star. Ashley Brown. What is your favorite snack in the parks? Corn dog. Name a song from Tarzan. You'll be my heart. What is your favorite Disney movie? Sleeping Beauty. Which Disney park has a dragon under the castle? <gasps> Time. Oh! I'm so sad. I know that. I should know that. You should know that. We've even talked about it. It's it's California, right? Now it's Paris. No way. Have you not seen the the dragon under the castle? No. Okay, that's the end of the episode. We're going to Paris right now. Wow. Well, please hop a plane. It's the coolest thing. You have to kind of, if you're looking at the castle, go to the left of it. And underneath there's a whole dragon. Stop. It's so cool. But let's go back and talk about how incredible you did on Fast Pass Answers. Thank you very much. Drizella, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's only because I've been playing Emoji Blitz and I've been trying to win one of those. Most people would say like Gus Gus or I know. Cinderella. <laughs> hey, I know I know my sisters. Put on your thinking ears. It's trivia time. Oh boy. Josh, here is your trivia question of the episode. In 1999, the Swiss Family Treehouse at Disneyland was rethemed to be Tarzan's Treehouse, mm-hmm. with the Imagineers completing a total makeover. Just like in the movie Tarzan, which characters from a different animated Disney film from the 90s make an appearance in the Treehouse? Mrs. Potts and Chip. You are 100% correct. It's so cute. Have you been to the treehouse? I ha- have I been to the treehouse? 
I mean, it's just really, I think it's really cool that they added that. I mean, like, I will say as a kid, I remember the Swiss family Treehouse, and it was so cool. And it's one of my favorites, but to retheme it that way was really, really cool. Josh, our next game is called Me, Tarzan, You, Who? I'm going to give you some clues and you're going to let me know who the other person is. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. Me, Tarzan, You, Who? Me, Tarzan, You, the very brave young woman who Captain Hook tries to drown at Skull Rock. Wendy. No? It's not Wendy. No, it's um, the chief's daughter. You are right. It is the chief's daughter. Do you remember her name? I don't. And I'm not even going to try. It's Princess Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily, that's right. Me, Tarzan. You, the actress to star as Mary Poppins on Broadway. Ashley Brown. It is Ashley Brown, who's so lovely. First of all, she's my BFF. And we have known each other forever because when I was doing Tarzan, she uh, got Belle. And then while she was doing Belle, she was auditioning for Mary Poppins. And so, and when she got it, we would always do these, like, uh, we would say their um, interview, like, boot camp. You know, we went through it and, like, they'd film us to, like, see if we would, like, say the right things on camera and questions. And so we just, we, we created this bond and became so close. And she's still my best friend today. And it is just, like, we... She's family, you know, and it's just, it's really cool to see like what she's done in her career. And just, I mean, you want to talk about a voice from God. It is ridiculous. And we get to do all these Epcot and and Disney and Broadway concerts together. So it's just like, we get to just giggle and giggle and giggle. (laughs) Me, Tarzan, you, the incredible Imagineer who designed the iconic look of It's a Small World. I don't remember her name. Well, you're halfway there because you know it is a wonderfully talented woman. Woman, yes. What's her name? It's Mary Blair. Mary Blair? Mary Blair, that's right. I'm just thinking about how beautiful Small World is now. It is gorgeous. And it's interesting to go to like the different parks and see their different take on it. You know what I mean? It's really, it's cool. Do you have a strong opinion about the Disney characters being in the California version? You know, it didn't bother me as much as I thought it was. Cause I don't, I don't think that they really went like, oh, there's Simba. You know, it still was in the aesthetic of it's a small world. So I would, thought it was a cute touch. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, there's that really cool viral YouTube video of a guy in sunglasses on one of the boats trying to throw a Tarzan doll into the ride, and it looks a lot like you. It was not me, everyone. And if any Disney executive is listening, I did not. Do, that is not me. You're like Tarzan deserves a place. Oh my goodness! <laughs> How random! Oh, it's not true. I made that up. Oh, now see, you could have had me go in there, and I was going to go look it up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you still can. I know. <laughs> You're not going to find it. <laughs> me, Tarzan. You, the singing voice of Hercules. Um. Roger Bart. You are totally right. Roger Bart. Okay, last one. This one's tricky, but I I, I have faith in you. Me, Tarzan, you, the name of the cat in Pinocchio. 
Figaro. Yes. Follow up. Who's the fish? Oh gosh, I don't remember. I don't know. It's Cleo. Cleo, that's right. Okay, great. That completes me, Tarzan. You, who? Who? Thank you. Thank you for your <laughs> contributions to that game. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. Okay, Josh, here's our last game. It's called Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options and you let me know which one you prefer. Okay. First one, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Trash in the Camp or Strangers Like Me? Tweedledum. So Strangers Like Me? Yeah. That's a good choice. They're both great songs. They're awesome songs, but I just, oh my gosh, Strangers is just so rock and roll awesome vibe. And every time that I get to sing it in a concert, you just you remember how like just awesome that song is. Yeah. You know? Well, did did you sing Trash in the Camp? No. So that's why you chose Strangers. No. <laughs> because I have, I have to say Trash in the Camp is like one of the when it opens act 2, it is so freaking yeah. cool. And I just thought it was it's a great banging number and it's I, I just prefer Strangers. <laughs> Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or the Matterhorn? Ooh. Tweedledee, Big Thunder. Big Thunder, yeah. Do you do the goat trick? No. I shouldn't say this because Disney will be mad at me if they listen. But if you, you know, when you see the goat holding the dynamite? Yeah. If you actually keep your eyes on the goat as you make that spin, by the time you don't see the goat anymore, your stomach flips in wonderful ways. Oh, it's God. really exciting. And, I'll have to try that next time. But everyone listening, you cannot turn your body safety first. Yes, stay forward. Stay forward. But if your eyes can ki- stay on the goat, it's really exciting. That's right yes. where if you, on that lift, if you look to your left, you can see uh-huh. a hidden Mickey. Those three oh. huge, um, I don't know what they're called, but there's three big wheels that okay. create the hidden Mickey. It's a really cool moment. I do love the hidden Mickeys everywhere. Do you have a favorite hidden Mickey? Yeah, it's in... Um, well, I have two, uh, the haunted mansion, and then uh, on the like on the table, the table, uh-huh. yeah, the plates, and then um, the one in mine, mine train. Oh, where's that? So, if you're going in right as you go in the tunnel where the dwarfs are digging, yeah, um, kind of right before you start to go up, if you look dead straight behind, um. I think I don't remember who it is, but the the skunk is on him, and he's like sneezing or, or is it sneezy? Sleepy, I guess it must be. It's either I think it's sleepy because he's sleeping. Okay, um, but right behind him, that there's three gems, and it's very easy to see if you know to look for it. It's three gems that create the hidden Mickey. It's really cool. I love that. I've only um, been to Disney World twice, but I had to go on Mind Train because I love Dopey and the Dwarfs Dopey, so much. Yeah, that ride is so well done. Yeah, I love it. It's, I could ride it all day long. Do you have a favorite dwarf? Um, I have to say it would be Dopey. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. yeah, he's the jam. That totally makes up for you saying that my castle is small. Thank you. Thank you. you know, we're, we're friends again. <laughs> okay, this one was created well before you talked about your living room concerts and musicals. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Aurora in pink or Aurora in blue? In blue. Yeah. Make it blue. I agree. My sister loves Sleeping Beauty, and she feels strongly in blue, but because Cinderella's dress is blue, 
Aurora's oh. always in pink in the parks. Yeah. That's a shame. I love her in blue. Blue just brings out her eyes. Yes. And every time <laughs> I see her in the parks, I always ask her why she's not in blue. And she says something so eloquent. What does she say? I don't know. Something about magic and mice. Oh. And you can't argue. You're like, that's just no, a good true. answer. It's a good answer. <laughs> it's a good answer. I can't argue with that. Okay. Tweedledee or Tweedledum. The Main Street Electrical Parade or Paint the Night? Mm, Main Street. Yeah. Electrical. Though Paint the Night was awesome. Awesome. Very, very cool. But I'm sorry that iconic music with the electrical parade, that is also, now that I think about it, when I only went like once or twice with my parents, that is a, that is a standout. Yeah. That Baroque hoedown. Yep. <laughs> it is That's so called. like, it's but so I good. just, and like, I think that one thing that pops right into my mind is whenever Alice is sitting on the toadstool, I'm just like, how, what is happening? Like she's sitting down on this, it's all lights. She's lit up, but it's a person. I was just like gagged. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've heard the word gagged, gagged. on this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, there's something about the Main Street Electrical Parade that just I think is nostalgia for all of us that we love. Absolutely. But some of those effects in Paint the Night were so awesome. Oh, no, it's pretty cool. And then that... Um, you could get like the paintbrush and yeah. you could like change the colors of ears and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they did a lot of cool things. And it's a great way to to kind of keep Disney, you know, focused on the, the generation of today. Absolutely. You have to evolve. You know, that's what's everything's about. Yeah. They just brought uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade back to Disneyland the summer of 2019, last summer. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cool to be on Main Street. And I teared up because I yeah. remember my grandmother so clearly watching it with me yeah. you know, in the early 90s. Yeah. I don't think that parade will ever go away. I think that they might take it away for a few years and then it bring it back. But I think, be, like you're saying, because it evokes so much nostalgia and emotion from people and they immediately remember like who they were sitting with when they first saw it, you know, I, I think that it's always, always be a staple. If you had to perform in the parade, do you know which section you'd be with? Is it oh, Alice man. on the on the toadstool? I think it might be. Wow. I think it might be. Or actually, if I had my choice, I'd be Tinkerbell flying my behind from the top of the castle. <laughs> oh, you want to go for the fireworks now? You just oh, yes. Yeah. I just want to do the, the big major. Well, because, I mean, come on. I played Tarzan swinging over the audience. I yeah, you're ready for it. Everybody. Yeah. That'd be so cool. I remember when I worked there, I was stationed and doing guest control on uh, near, um, the pavilion when it was still there. And Mm -hmm. I was, you know, monitoring this area. And this one kid said, you know, I see the wires, you know, I see the wires. I said, what are you talking about? What wires? They're like from the matter. And I was like, oh, that's for something else. They said, well, doesn't Tinkerbell fly in from there? I said, no, she comes from the second start of the right. Right. (laughs) You're so good. The kids, when Tinkerbell flew in, I think they just missed the beginning of her journey. Oh. Uh, and so it really did seem like she kind of came she out of just, the sky. Oh, that's really cool. It was perfect. Josh, what's the first thing you're going to do the next time you go to Disneyland? Oh my gosh. I mean, Uh, truly just walk in the park, grab me a hot dog and a beer and 
a corn dog and a beer and just I think I'm just gonna sit. Where are you getting- because it'll have been a long time. Main Street corn dog. Yeah, but where are you getting a beer on Main Street? Well, no, not there. But I mean, like you can get a corn dog in California Adventure too. Oh, got it. Yeah. So there's a. There, it's not the OG corn dogs on Main Street, but you know they have that corn dog station over there. Yeah. In California. Yeah, and just sit. Yeah, I think that just because it'll have been a while since I have been there, and so I think that I just really want to just like take it all in, you know. You mentioned that Haunted Mansion was your favorite ride in Disneyland. Uh-huh. Do you have a favorite in California Adventure? Um, yes. And I would have to say, since they redid uh, the pier to be Pixar Pier, I really like what they did to um, Screamin'. Yes. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. The Incredicoaster is awesome. And to add the theming to it, I just thought was brilliant. The soundtrack, the effects. Yep. And do you prefer it at night so you can see like the Jack-Jack effect oh, yeah. better? Yeah. yeah. I will tell you my husband's favorite though is I I don't think it's there anymore. I've heard it was getting taken away. I don't I think it's gone. Is Goofy's Flight School? I listen. I find that to be a really fun ride. It, it, a lot of people do. I believe it's still there. I, is it? Cuz at one point I think, I think so. they were talking about taking it away, but I think that people were so upset they were like, "Keep yeah. it." Um my favorite I would I was going to say my favorite dessert, but my favorite food um are chocolate chip cookies and on oh. the Incredicoaster, the way that they make it smell that way. And those, yes. those cookies, every time I buy one yeah, and it is, it's perfect that you don't buy it before you go on the ride. Yeah. But give me some of that almond milk and that cookie at the end of the ride. And I am happy. I'm telling you what, like, I feel like the, you were talking about my favorite day is literally just eating yourself through the park. I yeah. mean, it is, it's sometimes the best thing to do ever. Do you have any restaurants in the parks that you have to go to each time? Um, like have to have to. We really do like going to um, Carthay Circle, mm-hmm. like and just having like a snack. They have some really great, um, you know, finger foodie type of stuff. Um, we really like going. There's the pier over there, and they have this. Um, I guess it's like it's a like Japanese fusion boxes oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, totally. We love doing that too, just because it's not you know. Of course, you can get hot dogs and hamburgers and all that stuff, but I just think it's something different. It's something, and we really like it. So, so you're definitely going to start the day with corn dogs, yes, get some Asian fusion. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. It is, and then go on Incredicoaster, mm-hmm. and then who knows what's going to be left in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, thank you so much for joining on the podcast. Thank you so much. This is so awesome, and we'll see you at the parks. Yes, sir. For me. For me. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.